You've heard of marathons, but have you heard of ultra marathons? These races can be double or even triple the length of a normal marathon. It's up one mountain and down the next. So you run out 50 miles, you get to a turnaround, and you start back. And that's a tough thing to do when you realize you've already bit off all of this hard part of a race, and now you've just got to do it in the opposite direction. So what possesses someone to get out and run for six, seven, or even 24 hours at a time? I'm one of those kind of people that if I'm going to eat a bowl of ice cream, I'll eat the whole container. (laughs) Or uh, if I'm going to jump into something, I just jump in. On this episode of Connected, the AEP employee podcast, Going the Distance. If you've got a problem, you can typically figure out a pretty good path towards a solution by the end of 15 or 20 miles in the mountains. What led one employee to reunite with long distance running after years on the sidelines? Thank you for joining us. I'm Bailey Coltice. Life can take us down unexpected paths. Kevin Smith is a safety and health manager for Appalachian Power. And back in his 30s, Kevin's path led him to the trails winding through the Blue Ridge Mountains in the Appalachian Trail. What kind of pace are you going to cut around? The Appalachian Trail, I'd say we're 20 minutes from where it crosses the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it kind of parallels the Blue Ridge Parkway right on the county line between the county we live in and Botetourt County, the Roanoke side of the mountains. A lot of these trail races will crisscross the Appalachian Trail because they don't allow organized events on the Appalachian Trail. The races Kevin's talking about are ultra marathons. These races can range from just over a traditional marathon's 26.2 miles all the way up to over 100 miles. Running these types of races wasn't something Kevin expected to do. So it's funny, and it's kind of related to the job at AEP. I was in the line crew, and we would, in Lynchburg, they host a big road race. It's the Virginia 10-mile. It's really popular, and they get hundreds of runners every year. And so a few of us would go out, and we'd hang up banners and different things to kind of work the event during the day. And so at that time, I was there, and honestly, I'd put on a little more weight than I liked, and I'm sitting here watching all these folks run, a whole lot of them that I knew, and just kind of motivated me to pick up running a little bit and get back in shape. You know, it had been years since I'd really done any physical activity outside of work. So I started running a little, and a few friends from church said, hey, you ought to come run some trails with us. And honestly, I didn't like running, didn't like running on the roads, but the trails were a lot of fun. And that group ran the long-distance ultramarathons, which I thought was crazy. But they invited me on a couple of training runs just in the Blue Ridge Mountains here. And I guess I was only about six weeks into running when I got invited on a run that was going to be a 22-mile loop. And there's an older gentleman named Dr. Horton. He's a professor at Liberty University. It started a lot of the ultramarathons around here. He said, you know, we'll get to a point And I'm going to tell you to turn around. That's as far as you need to go. You can just loop back the easy way. We kept running and running and running. And finally, we got to that point or a point. And he said, all right, time for you to turn back. And I'm thinking, we've been miles and miles. But I was going to listen to him. I said, okay. I start to turn around. He said, I'm just kidding. You were doing great. So, you know, I'm bringing you the whole way. We were basically two-thirds of the way through and finished it. And I think the adventure of the trail running is what really got me hooked more than even just the running itself. 
Kevin started running the ultramarathon circuit shortly after that group run. He dedicated a lot of time to the sport. Once, he even ran for an entire day. Yeah, it was that was 23 hours and 39 minutes, not to be too specific, but I'm proud of that one because <laughs> that was a big feat. And uh, a lot of training went into that, and it's in the mountains again, and it, it's up one mountain and down the next. So you run out 50 miles, you get to a turnaround, and you start back. And that's a tough thing to do when you realize, you know, you've already bit off all of this hard part of a race and now you've just got to do it in the opposite direction i sat down once during the entire race and that was to change socks and shoes and got right back up like many of you listening my first question to kevin was why why do you spend hours upon hours running i'm one of those kind of people that if i'm going to eat a bowl of ice cream i'll eat the whole container (laughs) or uh, if i'm going to jump into something i just jump in so I, i think that that Virginia 10 milers, typically in September. So I started running a little bit then. That first ultra was the following February. So I got into running with that group of friends from church and a couple guys from work, and they were well ahead of me in training, but signed up for that race. It's the Holiday Lake 50K, which is right at 32 miles, two loops around a lake and the surrounding woods. And uh, so I ran it as my first race, and it actually snowed, which made it interesting. And it took me about six hours and 31 minutes, which is not exceptionally fast by any means. But, you know, I did finish the first one, and I just got hooked. And so there's a series of races that I signed up for. That was the first of six. For a little over five years, Kevin's path winded through the mountain trails of Appalachia as he competed in ultramarathons. He'd normally do about six a year. I guess after that year, it became, so I'd finished that series. I started picking out some different races that, you know, would get us to go see some new things. You know, we'd go to West Virginia for a race or two. We'd go down into North Carolina, kind of selfishly, I guess, scheduling small family vacations around the uh, running activities, um, which was good. I mean, Now, I will say I probably was a little selfish with my wife's time for a while there, but it also turned into some good family trips and got us into backpacking and hiking. In 2016, Kevin put ultramarathons on hold as his life took a different path. His kids were young and he was switching careers at AEP. There wasn't as much time for running and things got away from him for the next few years. And then during the pandemic, an event reminded Kevin that running wasn't just something he did for fun. It was something he needed to do for himself. I mean, it's almost therapeutic, I'll say, the long run. So I'll give you an example, and this is this is a tough one for me. But, I, you know, during that time, I wasn't running as many races. My dad was diagnosed with lung cancer. And that hit me really hard. And he was a lineman 40 years, and we had so much in common. And I hadn't been running much, but, I mean, in the midst of that, I realized that's what I needed. And so I had my wife drop me off one day. Actually, we had had plans to go run together, and I told her, I just need this time myself. And I did a really difficult, it was 16 or 17 miles on the Appalachian Trail, and that probably helped me get my head back in the proper space it needed to be in to deal with the circumstances I was going through at that difficult time. There was also another factor pulling Kevin back into the world of long-distance running. 
my kids are now 14 and 16, so I'm not directly coaching them anymore. So I did regain a little bit of that time. And, you know, I just realized I wanted to get back in shape. My job has, you know, positioned it. The company has changed and I sit more now or either ride in a vehicle than what I used to in the line crew. And I just recognized I needed it for my own health and maybe even sanity. I mean, you get out doing any kind of physical exercise, I think it's good for your stress levels. And so I started, you know, when I drop them off to practice, instead of running errands or whatever, I'd, I'd try to squeeze a run in here or there. And back in November of 2021, my son began talking about a half marathon that he's, he's been running it since he was eight years old. Actually, when he was eight, he finished 60th out of 200 and some adults. After more than five years on the sidelines, Kevin decided to lace up his shoes and return to ultra marathons, this time with his whole family. We started talking about his training, and I said, well, you know what? I need to do something, too, just to motivate myself. And so in November, we signed up for the February Holiday Lake Race, and I let him run the 25K, which is about 16 miles. So we signed him up for that, and I did not want to run the same race as him because I knew he would crush me. So for some reason, I signed up for the 50K, and I probably would have been better served to go ahead and give myself a break and sign up for the 25K. My training didn't really work out over the next few months like I had hoped. But, you know, I thought I could finish it. My goal was to finish it faster than I ran it when it was the first race I'd ever run. So the first time I ever ran Holiday Lake, it was I ran it in six hours, 31 minutes. The following year, when I was becoming more competitive, I ran it in four hours and 40 minutes. It's probably 13 miles here to the cabin. You're going to just run my pace today, nice and slow. <laughs> Kevin had a few months to train before running the Holiday Lake 50K in Appomattox, Virginia. Race organizers say it's a good first race for people just getting into ultra marathons. It takes runners along country roads and trails at the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So it's not as much elevation as other races in the area. Pain is just a natural part of running, not necessarily with injury, but, you know, it just you've got to deal with different things as you're running distances. To prevent some of this pain, Kevin changed the training routine he'd used in his younger days. He added more core and lower leg workouts to help prevent injuries to his lower back and to help him prepare for the unique challenges of running long distances on trails. It's not as fast, typically. Now, there's some people that that are really, really, you know, elite runners and they sprint through the mountains. But for the most part, your road races, and honestly, I can't compare it with a road marathon. I've never ran a marathon, as many ultras as I've done. But like that Virginia 10-miler, You know, you're running a consistent, maybe seven-minute average mile, just for example, for 10 miles, where in the ultramarathons, the terrain really causes you to have to change that a lot. So you may be running, you know, a flat section at seven-minute mile pace, for example, and then you get to a stretch that you literally have to hike. You get over it, and you're running a downhill. I just think that the trail races, particularly the ultramarathon distances, are kind of more of an adventure than just an all-out foot race. Kevin told me he wasn't as prepared for the race as he wanted to be, but that was overshadowed by the fact that his family was joining him on the start line. All right, we're here. It's too early, 5.50. Just parked, making you ready to run? Yeah. And I just hope to survive. All right, you ready for your 10K? 
No. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, take a picture. On that cold February morning, Kevin's past of running ultra marathons joined with his life as it is now, a family man in his 40s. All right, love I've heard many people say that ultra running is, you know, 10% training and 90% mental. And I don't know if that's completely accurate, but there's no doubt that to keep yourself moving that long, it's hard. You go through all different emotions. You want to quit. So this race, I could tell in my quads, normally in the mountains, you run a lot of downhills. You really beat up your quads because you're breaking the whole way down. Well, that was not the case in this particular course and I could still feel it in my quads halfway into this race so I knew then I really hadn't trained the way I would have liked to for this distance this year I barely made it through it but I did beat my goal I ran it in six hours and 21 minutes which is by no means fast I think I was 111 out of 168 (laughs) but for me it was more of a just a goal to put it out there motivate myself of course you got a $95 entry free on the line that kind of helps motivate you and just to just put a goal out there that I could work towards through the winter something that would cause me to squeeze in a run here or there when I could and just get back in shape. While getting back in shape was on Kevin's mind that morning, his thoughts were also on the mental aspects of running and the peace it's brought back to his life. It's you and the trail, and you just have a lot of time to process through, you know, whatever events are taking place in life, and that's been really good for me. That's part of November, my recognition that I needed to get back in shape. It wasn't just physical. You know, it was getting myself back into a routine where I just dealt with stress or the busyness of life a little better. You get out there and you disconnect for a little while. And in the long run, you your thoughts go all over the place. But if you've got a problem, you can typically figure out a, a pretty good path towards a solution by the end of 15 or 20 miles in the mountains. Uh, I'd love to have the time to just you know, sign up for a couple ultras a year and know I was going to be able to get the training in. But for right now, I guess the way I enjoy it the most is watching my kids and getting to be involved in their running. My daughter actually sent me a note the other day. She wants to be an engineer, and she realized there's an engineering school in Hawaii, which, of course, every kid would want to go to Hawaii for college, right? But but then, you know, one of the comments, because I mentioned, you better be working on some scholarships, and she commented back that they do have cross-country. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's fun, too, just to see that something I can still do. I'm not as fast at it, but I can still do it, and I can get out and enjoy it a little bit with them. All right, you all right on the cold? Yeah, pretty good. All right. Let's do it. I'd like to thank Kevin for speaking with me. I'd also like to thank his family for helping with the recordings that you heard in this piece. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. To do this, look for either the follow, subscribe, or add button on your podcast app. That way you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening and stay safe.